Let's get started. Bottom of the Smash Mountain, Season 1, Episode 20. Forge your steps to the top. Let's get to the podcast. We have a really exciting interview coming up for you today. By the way, do I sound slightly better? Don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. Okay, let's get to this interview. We have Logan LSD done on Bottom of the Smash Mountain. Fantastic player, amazing Marth. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right, transition. Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and today I'm very excited to have on yet another guest, someone who is, according to their Smash Wiki article, sorry, their, yes, the Smash Wiki article, a top professional for Melee. Very excited to have on Project Peppy, Gaming Illusion's very own LSD, who you can also go by logan as well logan lsd thank you for coming on to the podcast hi yeah i um i'm actually really excited to do this because i um i definitely have a lot that i think is really important to talk about in the community that maybe a lot of people don't talk about normally especially in like traditional context so i think the podcast format is a really like interesting way for us to go about this so thanks for having me on absolutely I like the podcast format as well because what I've what I've come to discover based on the uh, the interviews that I've conducted thus far that people like to take a little bit of time to talk about the origin story to talk about topics that are important to them and in a YouTube video there's a lot of pressure or even on Twitch there's a lot of pressure right to sort of try to make it as loud and explosive as possible something that like gets traction in a hurry but I, I really do enjoy taking a little bit of extra time, sort of like letting the tea sit a little bit more. I don't, I don't know how to describe <laughs> that, but you, I think you understand. It's more organic. It's more organic. Yes, absolutely. So thanks again for joining me. So I think what I'd like to get started with first is to hear about your origin story. I always love to hear how people get into Melee and you can, you can, talk about how whatever you like in your life leading up to it or to start with melee yeah just take it and tell me how melee came to be a part of your life the year is 2012 it is a cold stormy night i am a brawl player <laughs> let's go uh i was really into brawl modding um i think that's really where everything got started is i really really love to mod brawl first it was like brawl minus um I love like the texture mods, like the sound mods. I thought it was incredibly interesting. I got Brawl Minus. Um, I played Fox in Brawl Minus, and if you don't know, Fox in Brawl Minus um, is literally like melee Fox. <laughs> it, um, because the whole point of it is to make every character as overpowered as possible uh, in like really unique ways. So th they made Fox in that game, um, uh, melee Fox, and I played him, and I was like. I don't understand how to control this character. This is so weird. Um, so I played him more, and I was like, wow, this is way faster than every other character in the game. It was actually just insane to me. Um, and once I did a little bit more research about like the history of Brawl Minus, I realized that like there was a whole game full of those characters, and that was Project M. And because I was already into Brawl modding, like the transition to Project M was pretty smooth. Um, and... Once I got into Project M, I, again, got into modding that, so I had, like, 300 stages, like, a bajillion skins for every character, etc. Um, and after playing Project M for, like, a couple of years, and just kind of doing that by myself, um, I went to go attend, like, a brawl tournament, and I, I um, wasn't confident in my Project M skills yet, so... I ended up just playing in the brawl um, segment, and at the brawl tournament, there was a setup in the back, and it, this was back when I lived in North Carolina, I live in South Carolina now, but um, there was a setup in the back, and on that setup was PPMD, and um, he went by Dr. PP at the time, this is like, ye, ye days of old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, but I 
was very, very intrigued because there was like a whole crowd surrounding him. And I walked over there and I don't know, it was just like enrapturing because it was just like, it's like this dance almost that is just moving at a pace that I hadn't seen before. And as I watched it, it was like, I could almost feel like how the players were feeling. And I thought that was such an interesting, I guess, perspective to have on it because when you kind of watch Melee as a spectator, you don't really, a lot of the time you don't really understand like why people are doing the things they do or like how they're feeling a game. Like you can look at the cameras and you can see like their facial expressions and stuff, but it's a little bit different like being able to feel the way people feel just from their gameplay, like whether they're feeling anxious, whether they're feeling like confident, that kind of thing, like basically their emotional state. Um, and watching it was just like, I love Brawl and I play a lot of Brawl at the time, but Melee was emotionally charged in like a way that I hadn't seen before. And it was like really like, I know, that's what immediately drew me into it was like the, just the kind of emotional charge I felt in the game. And I think that's kind of the Melee spirit that a lot of people talk about. Uh, but after seeing that, I, did, I ended up not playing Melee. I played, um, like, one game with him because I was like, wow, this seems like a cool opportunity if everyone is, like, surrounding this guy to play with him. Like, I'll try it. Um, I got, <laughs> I got destroyed <laughs> uh, considering I was basically 10 years old at the time. Um, so, but playing it was, it just, it's like standing at the base of a mountain almost. And... People often talk about how, like, when you get to, like, the top of the mountain, like, the view off the top of the mountain is so beautiful, but I think there's a certain kind of beauty in standing at the bottom of the mountain, too, and that, um, there's just so much that you can do, and so many lessons to be learned along the way, and, like, standing at kind of the base of the mountain, playing, like, getting destroyed by Dr. PP as, like, a 10-year-old or whatever, um, it really inspired me to where... Uh, after that tournament, I went home that day, and I just, like, I got my dad's copy of Melee, and I, <laughs> I immediately got to playing it, and I didn't get it at first, like, it felt, how do I say it, it felt really rough and, like, discouraging, mainly because coming from Brawl, you could recover from anywhere, but... Defense in that game is like pretty simple to grasp. It really is is very beginner friendly, and melee was not beginner friendly. But I rather liked how like difficult it was because as someone who is very competitive, for some reason I have a big draw to things I'm bad at. So whenever I play something and I just get absolutely outclassed, I become addicted to it. Like a lot more easy than something that I'm just naturally talented at. So really feeling the skill gap between me and everyone else in that game inspired me to just start grinding it. So that, that's kind of the origin story um, of like how I started playing. And I didn't end up going to any melee tournaments until um, I was around 13. Um, and by that point, I was living in South Carolina in Charleston. And... I went to my first uh, Melee tournament, I entered Melee and Project M, and Project M I actually did pretty well. I got like 5th, I think. Um, in Melee, I didn't do too hot in the bracket, but there was like a moment outside the bracket where there was a player that was like number 6 in the Piranha State, and he isn't really that good. It's also like uh, the old times, so no one is really that advanced. But, um... I was playing him in, like, these friendlies, and there was, like, a crowd forming, because, one, I'm, like, this tiny child playing the game, and two, just because, like, a lot of them were there to just, like, kind of tease their, uh, homie for, um, like, <laughs> getting beat up by someone, like, half their age, basically, uh, but I got, like, a crowd, like, forming, and, like, I had a lot of people cheering for me, and I think that was, like, the moment where, like, it kind of sealed the deal that, like, hey, I want to play this game. Like, I want to play this game, and I want to get really good at this game. Like, I want this game to be a large majority of what I do for the next several years. <laughs> um, 
But that was like the second moment that I kind of felt the energy of melee. Um, and I didn't I didn't have a tag at the time. I just went by Logan. Um, but after that tournament, they started calling me Android Thirteen because I was thirteen years old, and it was just kind of like a, I don't know a nickname. Um, so I went by that. Um, I just turned that into my tag because I was like, this is a cool idea for a tag. Um, so I did that, and I still continued the tag when I was 14, but when I was 15, I changed my tag to LSD, and, uh, LSD is my initials, um, I, I thought because it was my initials, it was just a pretty cool, like, idea for a tag, um, I like the way it looks, I like that I can fit it in, like, the in-game name creator, um, the, the in-game tags, I thought that was nice, um, I generally, it, I don't know, it, it just sounds like kind of like a respectful tag or like a respected tag. And I, I like that. That's kind of what attracted to me about it. Um, but at that point, like when I was 14, I got on the PR. I got like ninth, I think, in the PR. And then when I was 15, I got sixth in the PR. Uh, and then by the time I was 16, I got second on the PR, and then I got fourth on the PR, and then I got, like, third on the PR or something. And then by the time I was, uh, by at the end of when I was 16 or 17, around that area, uh, I got first on the PR. Um, and that, that was a really big goal for me, was I wanted to be the best in my state, because I had several rivals as I was coming up that, like, I would just lose to over and over and over again, and it was just this like, it was really cathartic to just finally overcome all of that and become the best in my state. Uh, and then I got first in my state again, and then I got first in my state again. Um, and at that point, I was getting kind of like bored of it, and that I kind of felt I don't know. I, I was a big fish in this like small pond overall because my my state wasn't very good at the game like. We didn't. We, our tournaments were small. We didn't really have. Any, we didn't have any top one hundred players. Um, so I kind of had to start going out of my like pool um, in order to really, really get to where I wanted to be. Um, and that's when I discovered net play, and I, I started grinding net play really, really, really hard. Um, and the entire time, like as I was making this rise through the PR ranks and like. Grinding netplay and stuff. Um, even before netplay existed, I, I was someone with like a really, really strong work ethic, in that I would just sit on a CRT and play CPUs for like eight or nine hours a day, and I practiced like every single thing I could possibly do. Um, and at that time, I was really enamored by like the way Mewtwo King played, so that's kind of who I aspired to emulate in a lot of different ways: the Black Marth and like the Punish Heavy game. That kind of thing was all, a lot. A lot of it was inspired by him. Um, but as I as I started doing net play, I realized that oh well, I'm first in my state. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm nobody. Like random PR players from other states just beat me up because my state is that weak, and that really pushed me to like aim for the world stage, so to speak, like top 100. And once I um, once I kind of set my sights onto getting top 100, it was I I created like a series of small mini goals to getting there. So the first one was I wanted a single top 100 win, because I had a curse where like I would choke versus top 100 players, and I came really close to beating them over and over and over again, but I just couldn't do it. Um. Like, half the players in my state had top 100 wins, and I had none, and I was number one in the state. So I was, I was super, like, upset about that. But once I got my first top 100 win, it was at SmashCon 2019. And, um, that was, like, I popped off so hard. I was like, oh my god, like, because I, I had that curse for, like, years. So when I finally broke it, it was just like, thank you. And then once I broke the curse, it just, like, Okay, top 100 win here, top 100 win here, top 100 win here, top 50 win here, top 50 win here. And, like, once I broke that big mental barrier, 
Like, the rest was so much easier, but, like, getting that first win was by far the hardest part for me of the entire process. Um, of course, like, going from top 100 level to top 50 level was also difficult, <laughs> but it was nowhere near as difficult um, as getting to top 100 level from top 200 level, so to speak. Um, and, yeah, it's been a, been a long journey. Um, I've been playing for a really long time. Like, a lot of people talk about, like, me coming out of nowhere, but, like, I've been playing and entering stuff for, um, like, almost a decade now. <laughs> and I'm only 19, so <laughs> it's, like, it's been, like, half my life, basically. <laughs> um, or more than that, actually. Um, but, yeah, and... In later, the later period of, um, 2020, I really started, um, coming up. Um, my top 50 wins became a regular occurrence. Um, I started getting top 30, and then top 20, and then top 10, and then top 1, and it was like, <laughs> and it just, um, it kind of snowballed, because a lot, a lot, a big issue with getting, like, good wins is, Good players will only play you if you have good wins. But to get good wins, you have to play good players to study. So getting those initial wins is really hard to get, like, the respect. Um, and, yeah, a lot of the resources, like, for reaching the top level are kind of locked behind some um, skill walls. That it just because it's really difficult to get started. But... Yeah, that's basically, like, kind of how I got to where I am today, is, um, that's kind of the process, and, like, how it started, and, yeah. To your, to your point, you were talking about how long you've actually been playing the game, and I have to admit that I did not know LSD was a player, was a, was such a great Marth until last year, until 2020, and I think part of that might be because Slippy makes, uh, well, at least playing in the U.S., it makes it easier. It doesn't make it necessarily perfect. I, I'll let you speak to that. You're more of the expert than I am. But the, the net play and the rollback net code and everything makes it much more possible for online events to happen and for good players to actually show up and play. And you were playing the the pre-rollback net play, if I understood you correctly, is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I was playing the pre-rollback. And it, so it, what it, was it? It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what was it like when you first started playing on, on rollback when, it came, when Slippy released the rollback net code last year in June? I was actually planning on quitting before rollback happened. Like, I, had, I was planning on announcing my retirement like a couple days before he announced rollback. <laughs> no way yeah <laughs> um because i just like felt like um there was like this big mountain where i couldn't get good wins because i didn't have anyone to practice with because i live in the middle of nowhere and my internet isn't good enough um and like it was like there's this big wall um and like all the good players are located in like these really specific regions um so it just felt like it, everything was stacked against me in terms of like reaching that top level. But um, once rollback released, like it leveled the playing field so much that it, like it's impossible to state how um, how beneficial it has been to create like boosting everyone's skill level up by an extreme amount. Because now all those players that are really good in just the middle of nowhere can like actually like attend stuff like. You get your Bens, and, like, you get your Mies. Um, players that are already in good regions, like, show themselves on the world stage, like Akla. Um, but it, it's been extremely leveling, I guess is the word I'd use for it. It's helped level the playing field in terms of, like, say, like, you don't have the money to actually, like, attend majors. You don't have, like, the resources to go places. I, I know I didn't. That was, like, a main issue. Was I was... I was literally too young to drive. I couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, but it helped so much. Um, because, like, you finally have this opportunity to play all these players that you've wanted to play for so long, but just, like, haven't been able to. And I can't thank Fizzy enough for, like, the work he's done in making that happen. 
It's basically saved my career. <laughs> yeah, it, it does sound like it. And I, I think that story is is true a little bit amongst the maybe like the top 200, top 300, or maybe each state's like ranked players where maybe they're was a little bit less of an incentive to enter in events before the rollback netcode between the time that we started quarantining and then when rollback released it was it was challenging it was tough and i think when i was taking the temperature of of melee twitter which is where i'm on the most not so much reddit or or elsewhere but melee twitter seemed to be pretty down on the on the concept of online tournaments because we had a few months of it we had the untitleds and the the I think they it wasn't called Rollback Rumble at the time. I think it was Rona Rumble right, right, that Rona, 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 yeah, yeah that homemade waffles was running and yeah I I I from my own perspective as a spectator I wasn't sure what it was going to look like with a long term approach of this where we're all going okay we need events those are necessary but I mean this net play is not great it's not great and I had no idea what rollback was like at all so like when that happened I was like what do you mean you can do something besides delay based net wait what so yes <laughs> thank you fizzy thank you to the whole slippy team because I've I've gotten great melee to watch as, as a spectator and it's been great to see some of your sets as well you've had some great wins it's almost a paragraph long how many players you've beaten in online slippy events listed on your smash wiki page so kudos to you for taking advantage of it because you know having a level like a like an access to those players is one thing but like you said getting those wins especially at first seemed to seem to be the most difficult stuff for you but then there was almost that snowballing effect like you said of just all of a sudden you were starting to like just ball them in like you get one big fish, right? And then all of a sudden, you're like, need a bigger net, I guess. <laughs> so it's been, it's been so cool to see, to see what, what you've been doing specifically in the slippy era and the rollback era. Yeah, it's... I, you'll see like a lot of those players that just like, once like that barrier is removed, it just the snowballing effect is so prevalent. Like, is... Zane, for example, um, he like he he got those like first couple wins, and then it just like, well, he's just gonna do it consistently now. And I think for me in particular, Marth is a character that um, has like a very consistent baseline. Um, if you are like at a level, you are generally going to play around that level most of the time. So if you if you are at the level to get one win, you're at the level to get like a bunch of wins. Um, and just like proving myself time and time again has been stressful, but also really rewarding. Um, it's been rewarding to prove that like okay, I can keep up the consistency at least. I can keep up with like those top top level like IBDW Zane tier players. Um, being able to just play you know it's it's in the end the game is all about fun and rollback has made it like so much fun in that i just get to have like new experiences all the time i get to play people with new play styles that are incredibly interesting to me all the time and i think that when you were talking about the the way that you improved there were not as many occasions where you could sit down with a top 100 player, do friendlies or money matches on a consistent basis on a CRT back in the back in like the 2015 2017 years, you were relying on a combination of just trying to win the locals and the regionals within South uh, Carolina and the nearby states. And then hopefully, oh, well, you were also talking about the, the, the curse of the top 100 as well, overcoming that. But now it almost seems like you're just like it's it's ecstasy season just the, how you get to like the access level that you have now so different than before and, and it's the same for everybody in the u.s but it's really cool that you were rewarded in a, in a sense like and melee in general by the hard work of the community trying to continue to sustain itself i, I love hearing that and so with the, the, the top 100 curse and, and maybe perhaps the, the obstacles that you've come across and, and overcome, 
what would be what is something that you sort of fall back on as like a way to remind yourself this is why I'm doing this or maybe try to remember that it's about having fun like what what is your approach to overcoming an obstacle like beating a top 100 player for the first time or if something's not going your way um so there, it depends on like if you're in the middle of a set obviously you can't do this but if I'm like really down about my recent performances I'll go find some of my like local friends that like maybe are much much worse than me but like I just like I go like random characters and I just have just like fun I don't know like I just I treat it like the like the party game it was initially meant to be <laughs> um and I just like I think having like in the rollback era, there's a lot of benefits to, like, getting better at the game, but it's become way less social, and that, that's been like a really like big issue with a lot of mentality problems I've had is just um, it not being able to like like walk around a venue and just play people or um, see your opponent next to you and like fist bump them and stuff like it can be like. A lot more of a lonely experience than like a real life tournament. Um, so playing with people you like know in real life and like are close with um, online kind of helps you view even the online experiences the same uh, form of just like fun playing with your friends type deal. Um, it's a, it's a bit hard to describe, but just playing with people that like you actually have fun hanging out with and not taking yourself so seriously is really important just remembering the grand scheme of things like like i'm just someone playing a video game i'm not even the best at it i'm not even top 10 at it <laughs> i can't take myself too seriously um and that that kind of helps pull me out of the gutter a little bit if i'm in the middle of a set um stuff like I don't know, washing my hands to kind of get rid of sweat or just like taking some deep breaths and clearing my head. Um, focusing on being present and getting... Um, so th there's like a bunch of meditation exercises you can do for this actually. Um, there's uh, a few, but they all really focus on um, kind of taking in the sensory data of the world around you and uh basically syncing your mind up to your body uh, when like your head could be elsewhere you could be pressing buttons and like playing the game but your head just could be completely in the middle of nowhere and a lot of the meditation exercises really center on um kind of restoring that harmony uh and making sure that your mind is specifically focused on your body and your body is like specifically doing what your mind is telling it to um and that those exercises usually involve um body scans which are kind of where you like observe um areas of discomfort in your body um and like kind of take note of them uh listening so like kind of trying to take into account every single sound that's around you uh and the biggest one that's helped me is this exercise where you feel all the points of contact your body is in the out, like has to the outside world. So like, say you're sitting down in a chair, like feeling the weight of like the chair and like the weight of your body coming in contact with the chair, like every point of the chair that you're in contact with, um, really kind of helps ground me a little bit. I know what you're what you're talking about when it comes to being disconnected from the moment where you, you to your point you're playing a set or maybe even just friendlies are playing on stream like on on ranked and then your mind is just like thinking about i don't know like how you fumbled a, a goodbye or thank you to like at the grocery store when you were like out getting your groceries or something and you're just like like man why did i trip over my words like that's something that i find myself doing a lot when i'm in a room and I'm not supposed to be thinking about how I made a mistake like three days ago. And yet, I mean, here I am, right? I know yeah. exactly what you mean. It's just so autopiloting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, autopiloting for sure. And maybe it's fine in in <laughs> in certain instances, but for, for things that require con concentration, excuse me, for things that require concentration, knowing 
having that self-awareness of maybe that's an area of weakness and knowing things that you can do to, to help focus, to help ground yourself again. I mean, I, I, I like to hear that. I like to hear how intentional you are about that. Like not saying that, oh yeah, this is pff, no problem. Like, like you said, it is a, it is a struggle sometimes, but you have something to do besides say, well, guess I can't do anything about it then. Yeah, and the goal is to get like one percent better at it every single day. That's the that's the most important part is to make a little bit of progress every single day. Cause um, I've been someone who struggles with a lot of like mental health issues and like issues with just getting really depressed and down about the game and just feeling hopeless a lot. And um, doing those like meditation exercises um and grounding myself has made a big difference um of course it's like a lifelong journey um i will continue to do it in the future but the progress i have made so far has been very satisfactory to me and i uh, i try not to beat myself up too much about it even even when i do like get like salty um or like upset about like the, like a tournament or like a matchup or whatever um I find that it goes away quicker than it used to. It doesn't stick with me as long. Um, I'm able to have some self-awareness about it that I didn't have before. Like, kind of say, like, hey, look, I'm being silly. Like, <laughs> this is obviously just not true. <laughs> but th- those, like, that perspective um, really comes with time. It- it's been... Um, I-, I am proud of myself for putting in the conscious effort to um, working on it. So I, I feel like it's been helpful. Yeah, and being honest about your emotions, like it, it, it has to be a, a towing of the line thing. I, I know for myself, like I want to be honest about how I'm feeling, and this is something that I've struggled with for a long time. My my sort of thinking is, anytime I feel a negative emotion, just to try to push it right back down. And of course, obviously, <laughs> that is that has not been a, a healthy long term thing for me. But uh, especially in uh, 2020 with quarantining and then less socializing, I found out exactly how negative that was for me that I couldn't push it all back down. Right. So working on that, trying to not, tr- trying not to let it overwhelm you, because I think that's what I was afraid of, like being out of control with my emotions and just being out of control in general. But when I'm past that point, it's like, you have to be willing to be honest about it and not let it control you or be so strong that it, it overwhelms you. So finding that balance, that's, that's the important thing there. Yeah, and I, I think the problem a lot of people have with this kind of like focus exercises and stuff is they expect instant, immediate results. And it's, it's really all about just, like, slight, the slight improvements. I, I think that's a good way to take everything in, um, you do is, uh, for example, like, Smash, like, for, um, you shouldn't expect giant improvements every single day, but if you just work on one specific scenario every single day, by one year, you'll have, you'll be, like, 365 situations more aware. <laughs> and that, that's, like, actually, like, insane progress, um. Usually people overload themselves. They don't keep it simple. That's, that's their biggest issue. They see the, the, the top players and they forget about how long it actually takes to get there. I think that's something that I've underestimated myself where I see someone do a really cool, sick, awesome combo and I think to myself, well, I could, I could, probably, I could probably do that. <laughs> and of course I can't. Like, of course. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see all the hours and hours and hours and days and years that it takes, like in a, in, a, in a grand sense, not a specific combo, but just to get to the point where you are. Because like you said, this has been since 2012 or so where you got into Melee and then and then have slowly made your way to where you are now. So I had a question, and if this doesn't, if this is hard to understand, we'll try to break it down a little bit. But uh, I, I did write this one down. Do you feel that with as many resources there are with how to be better at melee, we might or should strive to make and provide as many resources with how to make someone's mental 
as strong as their playing abilities. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of resources for how to do better tech skill in situations and neutral, but maybe not so much with the mental side of things, like how to take care of yourself and how not to let something like melee specifically, since we're talking about it, be an overwhelming thing in your life. So I I think the main issue um, is that a lot of people, when they're working on their mental, um, they tend to focus on more abstracts first. So like, there's like a big meme in the community about the inner game of tennis, where it's just like, the inner game of tennis is this book of competitive mentality that's really, really useful. And it's a really good book on like the psychology behind it and how to improve your mental. But there's a like a translating process that takes place between receiving advice and incorporating advice. And a lot of times uh, when people are trying to work on their mentality, they take all this abstract advice that they aren't capable of translating yet. And they try to immediately just, like, uh, incorporate it. Um, and they just aren't able to, and they get really frustrated about it. Um, because they don't have the perspective yet to really comprehend some of the more abstract advice in terms of, um, like, mind games, um, staying, like, stable and po- like, maintaining composure. Um, so I think... People should focus first on the physical side of things. So if you want to improve your mental, the first thing you're going to have to do is start eating healthier, um, exercising more, um, taking care of your physical, getting on a good sleep schedule. And before you can incorporate any of the abstract mental advice, you need to take care of that first um, basic like uh, resource first. Um, What's the word for it? It's at the bottom of the pyramid, like Maslow's self-actualization pyramid or whatever. Um, you need to take care of your basic physical needs um, before you can actually move on to the bigger stuff. And a lot of people forget that. They go straight to the top of the pyramid of self-actualizing when in reality, like, you have to, the whole point of the pyramid is that there's stuff under it first. Um, there's no way you're going to be able to stay poised in-game if, like... You have you're you're eating like terrible food every day, and you've never exercised, and you're you slept two hours, and like you're struggling in terms of like uh, real life stuff. <laughs> so your real life needs to be taken care of before you can actually have a good mental in the game. Um, so if we were to create like resources on how people can improve their mental, uh, it should be tiered. And that the first step should be always be focused on the physical. The second step should be focused on um, like making sure your like your living situation is good and like everything around like your environment is good first. Um, and then like later on, like as you progress through the steps, then the abstract advice will be so much easier to incorporate into your life because you won't have all the other things to worry about first. So like. All of, all of the advice that um, people give you about, like, how to stay composed, like, all that type of thing, it all hinges on, like, having everything else done beforehand, and we should create resources that go step-by-step step into, like, actually getting there, because what a lot of people want is they want some zen advice that will instantly change their life, and, like, I don't know, some parable that will just instantly, like, help you feel composed and, like, stable in the game. When, in reality, like, that's just not gonna happen. You can read all of, like, the competitive philosophy you want, but if you don't have, like, everything beforehand taken care of, you just, you're not gonna be able to use it at all. It's just gonna be locked away from you. And I I like what you said about how... In, in like the the pyramid like concept it's a it's the whole picture right if you're just focusing on one thing and forgetting about everything else there's there's no balance right and it's not a it's not a complete picture and so like putting it into your actual life you're going to actually start to notice that hopefully after a while but maybe just starting with like you said trying to make things a little bit more simple to start instead of going straight to like the 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 <laughs> 
the gif where it's that guy who's going oh yeah oh <laughs> it's it's a little it's gonna take it's gonna take time so so just know that that's okay that it is gonna take time and and to take small gradual steps towards that of course there's the big moments and, and you yourself have experienced that it was small and gradual steps leading up to like the first top 100 victory and, and, and learning how to take care of yourself more. It didn't all happen in one day. Right. So taking your time that that's an important thing as well. And yeah, it, um, yeah, what was going to say, it's a lot of just, so the way I can phrase it is a lot of people kind of have this idea that the champion's mindset is just this overwhelming constant positivity and optimism and just like constant just, how do I phrase it? It's like a lot of people have protagonist syndrome, I guess is how I would phrase it, in that like they believe that if they just want it hard enough, they'll get what they want. But actually getting what you want involves real world steps to do that so like this was a big issue i had for the longest time in that i really 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 wanted to be like top 100 and like that kind of thing but i spent so much time wanting to be top 100 that i didn't have enough time to actually become top 100 (laughs) so i would just like think about how much I wanted all day and I thought that's what the champion's mindset was is just wanting something that badly um but in reality the champion's mindset is being realistic with yourself setting um small goals that will eventually add up into bigger progress and taking kind of a responsible and mature look at your strengths and weaknesses to form like a plan to improvement that is realistic for you because Everyone wants to be the best in the world, but the best in the world is the person that spent the most time setting these goals and achieving them. They they aren't just the person who just sat there like uh just playing like unranked for like 10 hours a day. Like that that won't make you good. What makes you good is um having a deep understanding of the learning process itself. And the learning process is gradual improvements um and concrete ideas so to actually improve quickly at anything you need to set like um goals that you you know you can achieve um based on like your knowledge of your strengths and your weaknesses um and then to achieve those goals they need to be made up of concrete steps along the way there should be no like vagueness involved in the process of improvement like Oh, well, like, I'm losing to Fox. Um, If I am losing to Fox, then I know, like, well, I'll just look at the game and I'll say, like, oh, I missed this edgeguard here, so I'm going to go and um, uncle punch or whatever and practice this specific edgeguard until I have it down. That is a concrete step. Um, But what a lot of people want is to say, like, oh, well, I'm bad against Fox. Okay, well, um, I will learn how to be good against Fox. And that is such a vague idea that... Honestly, it's just like, like everyone loses to characters, like everyone loses characters. So it's, it's not realistic. Um, it's not concrete uh, because there's no like steps involved. Like you can't just say like, oh, I, I want to beat Fox. I'm going to learn how to beat Fox. And then just like not have a plan in place, like not have specific um, like interactions in game that you want to work on. Um, and that's the issue is a lot of people like, kind of build up these vague ideas over and over and over again until their entire mindset is just composed of vague ideas about what they want and what they don't want with no means of achieving um, or avoiding the things that they want and don't want, respectively. I love the example that you gave about learning how to beat Fox because I think what my version of of learning how to beat Fox is, and this is probably a, a fair amount of people and again, I'm, not, I'm just like a spectator level player, not really actually seriously competitive. But if I if I realize I'm I'm struggling with the matchup, I might go, okay, well, I'll just practice against that character. 
uh, and a, a half an hour might go by of just kind of mindlessly trying to play the character, and then you go, oh, "I'm hungry. I need a sandwich," or and then you just totally lose track of like time, and you're not even <laughs> playing against Fox anymore. And that that that's how it falls apart when you look back and realize, oh, so without without those small, gradual, purposeful, concrete steps in place, it just sort of becomes you're just mindlessly going through a maze without actually realizing where you are or trying to find the way out. You're just sort of stuck. That's why, um, that's why people get hard stuck. And that's also why, um, people, uh, why why improvement is so hard, honestly. And the other thing is that is why it's so important to practice your focus meditations. Is because if you don't have focus, it doesn't matter like how concrete your steps are. If you don't have the focus to actually practice each individual one the, and give it the respect it deserves, then you're going your gameplay is going to be like cobbled together and like shabby, and that that's like a big issue. Um, and it's like say like even if someone has like the concrete steps, if you don't have the focus to execute it until you have it down then it's just, like, you're not going to actually have a doubt, basically. So, so it, invo- it involves, you, you, you identify a specific goal that you can achieve, you come up with a series of concrete steps to achieving it, and then you use focus meditations to build your focus to the point where you can practice it and give it the respect it deserves. And that's not just uh, specifically for melee. This can be all kinds of points of life, like he, like you've already said. So I, I like hearing that. I like that this is something that that has been helpful to you, and I think it can be helpful for for anybody. So was there any uh, anything else in regards to mental that you wanted to 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 go over before we move on to the next subject, the next topic? Um, I just want to kind of hammer in like. Uh, the idea of learning how to learn because there's a lot of people throughout history that have uh, really identified the process of learning like for example Alan Turing um, like kind of the father of modern computing was also a world record like marathon runner not a lot of people know know that about him but wait what yeah that kind of shows like the um like a lot of these people that are really good at one thing are really good at a lot of other things too because once you like understand how to be good at one thing you can kind of transfer that over and that's like that's like the most beneficial thing is it applies to everything um and that is an example of someone who like um really like created a solid pyramid to actualization um he really 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 got his physical health down um to the point where he's able to hold a world record um, and once he got it down, like, if he hadn't done, like, all that running, he might have gotten, like, stuck mentally and not been able to do the, like, the things he was able to do in computing. Because, like, like maybe, like, his energy wouldn't be, like, high enough to actually be able to focus and, like, get the work done that he needed to do to accomplish his goals. Um, because he just doesn't have the energy because he didn't, like, take care of his body. It's kind of like why like a lot of the ancient philosophers uh, and like Greece and stuff had like a big focus on physical health, like the healthy mind, healthy body kind of idea. Well, it's certainly no that, mistaking. You know, it's certainly no mistaking that they're that they're connected, at least in some way. The energy you need to accomplish your goals um, requires taking care of your body. That's like the most important thing. All right, and with that, to move on to the next thing, I just wanted to know what does Logan do in a in a day, whether you're competing in a bracket or not. What does a typical day to look look like to you? Just you know, to because again, you're not just a melee player; you're a normal, regular person as well. Um, recently, it's been I've been really overwhelmed with college. I have a lot of work to do. I, I, I do schoolwork for like 13 hours a day, 
But um, that's why I haven't been able to enter any tournaments recently is because I've been so swamped with schoolwork. But um, the things that I do other than that are I actually compete in ping pong. Um, I do a lot of ping pong tournaments. and had ping I, I mean, pong I've, down here. <laughs> I, I've been really, really, um, I've been really, like, kind of pursuing that as something else I could do because not only is it a competitive activity that has a lot of like depth to it that which i find really like interesting it's a way of like building up that pyramid um and it'll it'll benefit me in melee too um i weightlift uh, when i get the chance um i have other hobbies i like to do too like i paint a lot um i have a lot of paints i do traditional and digital um I write lots of short stories. Um, I think creative writing is really interesting to me. Um, whenever I get the chance, I'm usually um, working out, uh, walking around town, and like trying out different like foods and stuff, um, or focusing on one of those hobbies of mine. And I, I think having a variety of interests and activities really makes like melee much easier because it's like I don't have all my eggs in one basket. I have um I have other things I can do. Like if I'm down about melee I'll just go play like table tennis or something. <laughs> if I'm down about table tennis I'll go like write or draw or something. Or just like weight lift. I I don't have um I don't have to do melee. I do melee because like I want to and like I enjoy improvement but like I have other things too. I can study. I do. I, I study a lot. Um, Thirteen hours. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Uh, but it, it'll 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 loosen up eventually, and then I'll be able to start entering tournaments again. What's the, the What's the major? Or like, is this like college? College school, right? Did I hear that yeah, correctly? Yeah, yeah, it's right. college. Um, I um, I'm majoring in psychology, but I'm doing my prereqs right now, so I have to do. I'm doing statistics, which is taking up a lot of my time. I'm doing Japanese, which is taking up a lot of time. I have an abnormal psych class that is taking up a lot of time. Um, I have 202 level philosophy. Um, that takes a lot of like creative thinking, and that just kind of eats up my focus a little bit. Then I have history, which is like probably my easiest class. Pretty simple. Uh, and then I have some uh, assorted side classes, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, sure. That's that's just it's not really that big of a deal. That's what you're making it sound like. Oh my goodness. You you certainly sound like you keep yourself busy and aside from that, you you have melee of course and you stream occasionally. You have the YouTube. Obviously, you're on Twitter. I I remember seeing the uh the Twitter update about the Japanese class where you're just like, man, this Japanese class is kicking that my butt class right now. Is, that class is destroying me. It's so hard. Learning a foreign language is really difficult, <laughs> especially one that doesn't follow like the English alphabet. Right, it's it's not from like the Latin tree because isn't it like Spanish, French, English are all sort of like the romantic kinda? languages. The romance, they're 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 all they all stem from like the Latin, um, and then you have like the uh, there's another tree that is just like all the Asian languages. Um, it's like Proto-Indo-European, and then it like divides into some other stuff. I don't know. I used to know more about linguistics, and then I kind of forgot like a lot of it because I was just like, I, okay. I mean, I, I didn't it pursue. My brain. <laughs> I didn't pursue college after high school because I knew myself. I was I, I hated doing school, so I said, no, no more school at least for now. And that's still mm. the same. So I'm happy about that. But um, <laughs> I I wanted to also. Uh, before we get going here, you've been very generous with your time. I appreciate it. I wanted to ask what you what what your general thoughts are on 2021 melee, because we've we've had a lot of we've had a lot of uh, optimistic things to be excited about, and even though we we still don't have in person events in the near future, or at least it, it doesn't look like it, the the online scape seems to be very healthy. Um, I, I was just curious of what, what your thoughts are for 2021 Melee as it is now and, and where you see it kind of going here this year. Um, when in real life tournaments finally open back up, it is going to be utter chaos because like 
What's going to happen is that the people who are winning a net play are going to start winning in real life too, uh, which is <laughs> a lot of people are saying that like the net they're like net, it's like this idea of net play warriors, but the people that are able to like consistently win like on net play like it's close enough to CRT that they're going to win in real life too. They have the fundamental skills, and that's going to be like kind of like a rude awakening for like a lot of top players, I think. And been getting that consistent practice as well, because like you said, the the quality level of opponents that you have access to for a reliable connection, and even if it's a little iffy with the rollback and everything, you can still play really good opponents, people of your skill level, and that really helps you get better a lot be- a lot faster than than doing it the quote unquote old fashioned way, either CPUs or just trying to play against people on CRT in your area, you know, pre COVID. Yeah, and um, my thoughts on the meta are, I think the meta is getting progressively more defensive, but I think the players that are at the top are very, very aggressive. So it's like kind of like a, a like a a push and pull, because the players that are at the top right now, like Zane and Mango and stuff, are generally I would consider them like like pretty aggressive players. Um, overall, they don't they don't really spend a lot of time just kind of waiting around they ch- they're very proactive um but as them like in terms of actual just like game meta i think it's it's growing more defensive with like the rise of just like everyone knowing how to do the perfect slide offs and everyone knowing how to like escape from most of the main punishes um I think we'll see an emphasis on short and sweet punishes over long extended punishes as we kind of progress because people will be so good at getting out of them that like a lot of things that w- we thought to be true before are just like not true anymore. So uh, I think we'll, we'll, the combo game will get like a little bit shorter. Um, neutral will be a little bit more elongated. Um, but I, I am really excited for like the future of Melee nonetheless because I, I really like the like the player pool that we have right now. I think there's a lot of really cool players at the top. Um we aren't watching Hungrybox Armada for every tournament anymore. <laughs> 2016 was a rough time. <laughs> um but um I don't know, I just I, I really like like the players we have around right now. I th- I'm I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. And I'm excited to see the first PGR after rollback ends. Because it is going to be insane. <laughs> it's going to be like the biggest shakeup ever. Because things have been happening in between. So I, I feel like maybe one of the reasons why we still don't have a PGR, at least in my own imagination and mind and opinion. So this, this is not me speaking on behalf of anybody. But with ranked becoming a thing at some point in the future we don't know exactly when you know fizzy take your time to get it right but when ranked comes out on slippy that will sort of be like that gap filler because maybe we won't have irl events for another year i mean we don't know so if ranked comes out hopefully at some point here this year we'll see i i keep hearing at some point so i don't know the timeline myself but when it does come out I really feel like that's going to be the first big shakeup of, hey, these these players that you, you think may not actually appear on a PGR when IRL comes back, you're wrong, because look at where they are now with the rollback ranked. Yeah, and <laughs> I think a lot of like really good players are like, kind of making excuses, like, oh, well, these players won't beat me with rollback hands, but no, there, there is going to be like an exodus, <laughs> so to speak, of like players that are... <laughs> Our netplay grinders like actually attending stuff because a lot of a lot of like netplay grinders now have sponsors that are and then now they're actually able to attend stuff so that that like the playing field is going to be very very chaotic for at least that first year <laughs> but I, yeah i'm, I'm really exci- i'm really excited to see how it turns out because i'm sure that okay for the for the top 100 players from 2019 that haven't been attending a lot or or any events I don't know how much melee they play in between because the competition helps to motivate, right? So I I just can't see there there there'd have to be at least rust, right? So uh, versus someone who has been playing on Slippy, which may it's not one hundred percent like a CRT at all times. So yeah, sure, there's like a difference, but 
it's like they're warmed up and have optimized a lot of the things in their mental and their their gaming strategies and everything that yeah in my mind i i, I can't see how uh, a 2019 PGR player not really playing on Slippy can beat a quote-unquote netplay warrior who has been leveling up, who is approaching a tier above or two tiers above, three tiers above where they were before. Yeah, the um, the top 50, like the first season that the new PGR starts, is going to be like literally half new players or more. <laughs> it's it's going to be insane. Um, I, I, I just, I, I want, I want to see what happens. I, I got my popcorn ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Or, or I think, I think one of, I, I, I don't know. The popcorn gif is great for, for, for Twitter comment threads, but I almost enjoy that person with the sunglasses on and the, like the lawn chair, just like popping it out right away from a <laughs> folded position. <laughs> it's gonna be so funny to watch those top A's just like fall apart <laughs> it's gonna be so cool and I'm excited for when that comes back but I'm also excited to see things like like volleyball side events and uh, maybe they'll be maybe they'll be like sort of like Team Acania side events as well for, for Slippy uh, for Slippy events going forward here as well as main brackets. Maybe we'll see Slippy Champions League come back at some point. I hope that there's five days of melee at the end of the year. I'm just a spectator saying, give me give me all the melee. And so I, I realize that, but I'm excited for, for the rest of this year in terms of what we'll see. And I'm hoping to see more of you, Logan, uh, when you're able to, of course, take care of the things that are, that are first and important, you know, the pier, the pyramid. Let's not forget yeah, that. But I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely prioritize my life over melee tournaments. But I, I do value melee uh, a lot, and I hold it close to my heart. So, in the at the end of the day, once everything is taken care of, I will come back to melee. But yeah, um, and I, I'll, I'll generally, I generally always come back stronger because I get kind of the mental refresh of not playing for a little bit. So it's just like I don't know, I'll, I'll level up. <laughs> Some. Well, let me let me roll out the 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 plug carpet. I have to come up with my own thing. I keep saying roll out the red carpet. I'm stealing that from Sean Evans, who probably stole it from somebody else. But I feel self conscious about it. The point is, <laughs> plug what you want to plug and tell people where they can find you. Um, follow me on Twitter at lscssbm. Uh, my Twitch is lsd underscore ssbm, uh, and my YouTube is just lsd. So. Uh, I stream on Twitch pretty often. I actually got a new Twitch um, transition that looks so cool, so stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, um, you can find me at those places. I, I generally post my bracket runs, uh, my art, uh, any thoughts I have, um, or uh, any like analysis that I do, I put on my YouTube. So yeah, you can check me out in all those places. Click the follow buttons. Click the subscribe buttons. <laughs> so many buttons. <laughs> go, go get LSD. More clout. More <laughs> bigger numbers, better person. Bigger numbers, better person. Help me ratio lesson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it funny? Every time... I'm sorry, I have to say this. Every time I see a tweet that even insinuates or implies the existence of Leffen, I hold my breath. If I see that Leffen has replied, just to make oh, <laughs> is this a, is this going to be a confrontational tweet thread or is this going to be oh okay we're oh okay we're good we're good <laughs> or or, yeah. or it's like oh okay so that's what everybody's going to be talking about tonight on Twitch like the drama or whatever. I've but, had Leffen reply to a couple of questions. He's always been generally respectful. I don't know, like occasionally he's like a little bit condescending, but he's always been generally respectful to me. I guess it's because like I don't come at him really. I don't I don't have any like. I don't have any history with him, so I don't think I think he generally respects me, and I generally respect him. So it's just kind of chill. So, <laughs> and that's that's sort of the idea, right? I mean, out of context, that's the name of the game for the internet. And I think that for those of us who care, and really, I, I hope that the melee community continues to try to care a little bit more uh, in general. But that there, there, 
there's a lot of context to those sort of things that you're seeing on, on Twitter and it's social media. So take it with a grain of salt and everything too. But yes, LSD Logan, thank you so much for, for joining me here on bottom of smash mountain. And, and I uh, hope that you enjoy the rest of your evening. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Why is it so quiet? Oh, right. Transition. One more time, thank you so much to Logan for coming on. I really appreciate the time that they took to come on to my podcast. Really excited to see what LSD, Logan, can do in the coming weeks, in the coming months, when they come back from school. 13 hours a day for schoolwork alone. That's insane. So thank you so much to LSD for taking the time to be on my podcast. And to all of you interested in checking out the content that they produce, especially on YouTube, some of the questions that I came up with for this podcast came from a specific video about Logan's mentality, where it's at in these times and these days. It it was uploaded a few weeks ago, so obviously it's changed a little bit since then, I imagine. But check out the YouTube, check out the Twitch, check out the Twitter. All the links are in the description of this podcast, so... Hope that y'all enjoy the rest of your day or morning or evening or midnight snack and be good. What does the cow say? Moo. Moo. Good job. What does the kitty cat say? Ow. Good job. What does the doggy say? Woof. Woof, woof. Good job. Can you say linguistic specialist? Say. Good job. That was a good try. Can you say outside? Do you want to go outside? Okay. Okay. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.